This North Carolina triad-based podcast is proudly brought to you by an amazing triad-based business. Ashley McKenzie Sharp with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. Whether you're in the market for a new home or not, I'm willing to bet that you've at least thought about making a change. And with the fluidity of real estate and interest rates, your strategy may change by the day. But you know what? There's a nationally recognized loan originator right here that can pivot with you. Need a full qualifying approval to make that competitive offer? Maybe a quick turnaround on closing is the little something extra to help you win the home. Ashley McKenzie Sharp can help. And if you're not moving, there's a decent chance you have more equity in your home than you realize. Ashley can help you turn that equity into a long overdue home renovation. Whatever your approach, just give Ashley a call and check out your options. 336-748-4599 or email ashleym at fairwaymc.com. Ashley McKenzie Sharp, NMLS ID number 100776, is a licensed mortgage originator in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Florida. Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 2289, equal housing opportunity. You're listening to the Eat Drink Triad Podcast, the podcast of the Triad Food and Beverage Coalition. We bring the restaurant and bar community to you, discussing issues that may impact not only triad food and beverage businesses, but the public they serve. Let's open the menu and see what are today's specials. I'm Algernon Cash, and this is Eat Drink Triad. This is your leading source for everything happening with your food and beverage industry all throughout the triad region. I am always so honored and proud to be able to bring you a great conversation and help you learn more about these important locally owned restaurants, bars, breweries, and distilleries that we have in the triad. And today's a really great conversation because I've never met this gentleman before. A lot of times when I invite people on um, for you all, for the audience to meet, they may be a friend of mine or I've I've met them before. Um, And he's a new friend, um, but I want you to help me welcome Keith Henning, who is the pit master and co-owner of Black Powder Smokehouse in Jamestown. Keith, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's a nice little rainy Monday to catch up on things around the house and do some work from home. Well, you you know, I've been a big fan of of black powder for a very long time. Um, You guys probably have one of the most active social media pages of of any restaurant in the region. Every picture that you post looks amazing. You, 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 you almost want to run out of your, your office immediately to, to get over there. I mean, you guys do a great, great job of showcasing your food. For my audience that may not be aware of Black Powder, may not have visited, may not follow you on social media, let's start there. Talk a little bit about that concept and what you do out in Jamestown. So Black Powder, um, we really just wanted to keep it as a simple smokehouse. Um, when we first opened, everybody wanted to know why we don't do table service, why we don't have servers. And, and the reason that we really set the restaurant up, why we did is because we want that food fresh. We want you to see it right in front of you. We want you to come down the line, tell us exactly what you want. And so that's kind of how we really derived that. And it was, um, uh, we want to cut the brisket right in front of you. We want to chop it right in front of you and just really be able to have multiple people talk to you as you go down the line and really try to make an impression you know, even before you get to your table. You know, one thing I noticed online, because like I said, I've, I've been following you on social media and now for at least a, a few years, um, maybe, maybe, uh, 
I noticed that sometimes when y'all post things, it's almost like when you when you run out, you run out. So if, if I don't get there early enough, um, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get whatever that item is. Talk a little bit about just the um, the limited limited availability of some of the food. Yeah, so you really see this as kind of the new, I, I, well, I shouldn't say new because places in Texas and, and places in North Carolina have been doing this for years. Um, but when you focus, when you have so many, one, we have brisket and turkey and ribs and chicken and pork, um, you really run out of smoker space. And barbecue isn't one of those items that you can you can grab out of the cooler and make real fast. Um, the briskets take hours, the, the pork shoulders hours. And so we really have to work with the real estate that we have for the smoker. And we can't cook on the fly. So when it's gone, we hope that we make enough for the day. But there are days when it's just really busy and we run out of food. And I would rather run out of food than have a bunch left left over and have the temptation to food serve food the next day. Um, barbecue is best fresh and hot, and that's how we how we want to serve it. Um, we don't want to reheat. We don't want to we don't want to open bags and boxes. We really want to just focus on the food. If that limits our supply, then it limits our supply for the day. And it was really hard for people around here to grasp. And we still get comments all the time that we don't know how to manage our food and do all this stuff. But it, it's one of those things that we're, we're not going to change our style because I, I, I don't want to change the integrity of our product. I, I, I love it, Keith. Um, I really do. I, I, and I can, as I listen to you talk about it, I can just hear the, the passion and, and the love that you have for your food. And, and the concept that you're doing. Um, and I want my audience to pay close attention to everything he just said. I mean, you, you talk about really, really fresh and, and a high quality product. Um, you would have to do it the way that he just described. And, you know, nothing against a lot of my other friends who own barbecue restaurants, um, but, but a lot of folks aren't doing it this way. And um, so I think that's a, a very impressive. So do you like, so when you run out of food, do you just close for the day? Do you have normal operating hours or? So our normal operating hours are 11 to eight. Um, very rarely do we make it with everything to eight o'clock. Um, your best chance to get, to get later into the evening is probably Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It really just depends on what's going on in town. And we, on Friday and Saturday, we, we max out our smoker. We, we can't cook it. Um, and so we really are, are limited by the size of our smoker when it comes to the busy service hours, Friday and Saturday. And, and we've had Saturdays where we've made it to seventh. We might run out of ribs or we might run out of, but we still have the majority of things. Um, when we really start to limit selections and, and we're out of brisket and we're out of pork and, and maybe a couple of the sides are gone, at that point, we'll kind of make the call and say, it's better suited for us to go ahead and, and sell out instead of having people come in the door and say, Oh, well, you're out of this, you're out of that. Why did mm. I even come? It's, it's better for us to go ahead and make the announcement on social media uh, and put it on our, on our phone system and, and just to avoid that frustration when somebody comes over. Um, but, it, but it is, um, it's a delicate balance when, when you're running a system like this and, and you're, and you're trying, you're trying to serve fresh, but you, and, but you're trying to make it through the day, 
But I, I think we have a much better handle on it now than we did when we first opened. The, the first day we opened, I think we ran out of food by 12.30, 1 o'clock. We thought we had cooked enough for the day. And then the next day we doubled that and we still ran out at 2. So it, it's just COVID has changed some things. A lot of stuff is takeout now. Um, but our name is getting out there enough where people now will start to order. They'll call up and say, I need 10 pounds of brisket to go by four o'clock. And so we're starting to see those big orders. And a lot of times that, that kind of plays into what we have to serve um, and, and why we try to steer people to our catering operation as well. This show is presented by the Ginther Group, a real estate team based right here in the triad and the only ones we trust here on the Triad Podcast Network. I've been podcasting with Blake Ginther and his team for a few years now, always blown away by how well the experts at the Ginther Group can make sense of a rapidly changing and oftentimes chaotic real estate market. I know I feel smarter after each episode we record right here on the Triad Podcast Network. Then when it came to sell a home, I chose the Ginther Group. They steered me in the right direction at all times in terms of how much time and money to invest in order to maximize the things I wanted out of the transaction. And we ended up selling for nearly 10% above asking. Look, I can't guarantee you the same results, but why wouldn't you at least meet with them and see what's possible? Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com to see if the Ginther Group can help you own your future. Now back to the show. As I'm sitting and listening to you talk, I'm over here trying to, 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 to Google really fast. Um, but there's a um, show on Netflix um, that I actually watched some years ago, and they talk about a little barbecue spot down in Texas, um, and it's an older oh. lady who's the pit master, um, Tootsie. Um, yeah. You're familiar with the restaurant I'm talking about? Sure. Or? I am. It's Snow's Barbecue. Um, they're only open on Saturdays, um, and I think their brisket, of course, in Texas is number one. Uh, you very rarely see anything else, but sausage pops up quite a bit, and then Snows will actually do pork steaks, so they don't do a traditional pulled pork like you see in North Carolina. Um, but yeah, she's in, in her 80s, still shoveling mm. uh, coals under the under under briskets. It's amazing. I, I watched that, um, um, and I, I wish I could remember the name of the series on Netflix so I could um, encourage my audience to, to go watch it as well. But I've watched it probably at least a dozen times, and if you watch this lady... And you look at the knowledge that she has around smoke and barbecue. I, I mean, she can literally take her hand and, and tell you the temperature of, of the smoker. And I, I, I just thought I was so, so impressed. But I, but I think that also speaks to barbecue in our country. I mean, barbecue one is so different depending on the geographic area that you're in. But, but everyone that I've ever met that's associated with barbecue, they just seem to be so passionate about what they do and the process. And, and obviously the food is cooked very slow. Um, you, you, you shot me a text one night talking about the fact that I'm, I'm now vegetarian. And so my, my audience has been following the transition I've been making from eating meat to more of a plant-based diet. But I, I do like to remind people that I'm not fully vegetarian, not strictly vegetarian. I do still eat meat, especially for the eat, drink triad show. And also for our eat, drink restaurant week. And, and Keith, you may not be aware of this, but I'm also a judge for the whole hog barbecue series. Um, I know, so I um, need to figure out how to get on that list. Well, the, you know, the, the North Carolina Pork Council runs the series and um, they joke with me often because they say I'm the only vegetarian 
whole whole barbecue judge. So um, so I may may have broken a record for that. I say that because I want to share with my audience. I have not been to Black Powder. We have been trying to set that up. We were trying to set it up during Restaurant Week. Um, they were kind enough to participate and um, get behind the campaign. I was not able to get over. Um, but I am going to make it over. I'm still trying to talk back and forth with your assistant, Patricia, so that we can find the right date and time so that I can go check it out. And yes, I will be eating meat. I will be trying the brisket. I'll be trying all the stuff that you're that you're talking about. Um, and and I, I definitely want to coordinate with Patricia because I want to make sure I get there at the right time where I can experience, um, you know, everything before you all start running out. Hey, Keith, before you were doing this, where, where were you? What were you doing before Black Powder? Were you were you in the barbecue business or? Uh, actually, I wasn't. So I was the executive chef at the Center for Creative Leadership in Greensboro for the last 12 years. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the center is an executive training facility. Um, Greensboro is actually the headquarters. And then there were campuses in Singapore and Colorado Springs and San Diego. So my um, my daily cooking there was much different um, than than what I do now. Yeah, well, I think I may have had your food before. I went to several like leadership workshops and conferences out at um, the Center for Creative Leadership, and um, always good lunches and good food was provided. So, um, th- thank you for that. Uh, what what motivated the transition from working from someone for someone to working for yourself? So it was um, just a series of events that kind of played out. Um, I loved the center. It was pretty much a culinary dream job. You're not you don't work nights and you don't. Um, and then to transition into a restaurant where you're only working nights and weekends. Um, a lot of people thought I was crazy for, um, for leaving the center, but it was, I got to know several people, uh, a bunch of circumstances just lined up and it was just a calling that, um, there was somebody other than myself trying to steer me in, in the direction that I needed to go. And so, you know, my wife and I just prayed about it and we listened and um, we ended up opening the, the smokehouse. Wow. Yeah. The first time I ever heard about black powder, I was with a friend and mentor and, and business partner of mine, Mr. Nolan, who owns um, JNS Cafeteria over in High Point. And um, he he's lived in High Point for a very long time and, and spends a lot of time over in Jamestown. And he was raving about you all. And um, he, he couldn't remember the name of the place. And so we, we were we were sitting there trying to remember the name and we finally found it. But but one thing he asked me that I, I, I've been wanting to ask you, um, you, you launched this restaurant. It's obviously very popular. Um, a lot of days you guys are selling out. So so clearly the demand is there. Um, but but why Jamestown? Such a small community. Why, why would you put it in Jamestown? So my wife and I have lived in or around Jamestown probably for the last 20 years. Um, It's a great little community. Um, We know a bunch of people that live here. Um, We're familiar with kind of the downtown area and we wanted to be part of, I wouldn't really call it a revitalization because Jamestown was never really known to have kind of this happening um, downtown strip. I mean, if, you, if you've ever been to Jamestown, if you blink, you're, you're through it. Um, but there were some good restaurants coming. Southern Roots came uh, several years ago, Bar, um, Simply Thai. And so we started to see this community that was really embracing mom and pop restaurants. And 
I live two miles from the smokehouse. My kids have grown up in or around Jamestown. And so we really wanted to be part of that community. And then when the building came available that we're in, uh, it's just an iconic spot in Jamestown. It's been there um, forever. And it was back in, in the day, it was where you wanted to be in Jamestown. The Triad Podcast Network is presented by Icon Custom Builders in Winston-Salem. We've all been there. You're thinking of making some changes around the house. So what do you do? You take to social media, ask for recommendations to make those home improvements, and inevitably, you get 20 responses and each one has a different answer. You're even more confused. Well, we're here to make it easy for you. Just talk to our friends at Icon Custom Builders. Whether it's a large or small renovation, they've been transforming homes in the triad since 2005. And like we've been saying for several months now, chances are you've got more equity in your home than you realize. So now could be the perfect time to consider some upgrades. Maybe you want to modernize your kitchen or optimize your outdoor space for entertaining. You can even restore your older home with a more functional layout and design while preserving the original character and charm. Whatever's on your wish list, Icon can help turn it into reality. Now, if you're like me, the whole idea of home renovation is overwhelming. But not to worry, Icon has a full-service design-build team that guides homeowners through every step of the process. Just visit their website, IconCustomBuilders.com, to schedule a consultation and start your dream project today. Now, Jamestown, Jamestown's got some good things going on. Obviously, black powder, and you, you, you certainly uh, mentioned Southern Roots, which I'm, I am a fan of. And then um, we're friends with Randy Russell, who has uh, Full Moon Oyster Bar. He, he's been wildly successful over in Jamestown. And then also like that little uh, soul food spot that y'all have. I think it's called Sid Wills. Wills yeah. um, it's like a cafe. Did, yeah. I, did I pronounce it correct? Or yeah, Sid Wills. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great little spot right now. COVID's been really tough on them, and they have um, they're limiting everything to catering right now. But we're hoping they're going to open their dining room up um, pretty soon. Um, one of the partners in that actually went and opened Ben's Boys that is in okay. Friendly. Um, so they, they kind of split their forces a little bit, which has been a little bit tough on um, Sid in town. But, you know, we, we really hope he's going to make a little bit of a comeback and get some good people in there because his food was outstanding. Yeah, his food is good. And I'm glad you shared that. I was not aware that the cafe part was not open. It's it's funny you say that because literally just a week ago, someone was asking me about places to get soul food in the region. I, I named Sid Wills, um, but was unaware that the cafe part was not open. So you, you see, audience, this is why you got to listen to Eat, Drink, Triad, because you learn things about what's happening in the triad, what's going on with the restaurants. A lot of times it may be behind the scenes and, you know, you may be unaware of it. And I was unaware. Also, you broke some other news. I was unaware that one of the partners in Ben's Boys was from Sid Will. Sid Will. So I've actually been to that place in Greensboro. I went when they first okay. opened, and um, the the food is really really good. I, I really enjoyed it. So I've got a. I didn't make the connection, and, and in fact, I, I need to write down. Um, we need to get those guys on here to talk about what they're doing as, as well, because um, they really do have great food. Well, you know. Um, you know, um, Keith, you're, you've experienced so much success over in Jamestown. You're also now getting ready to start spreading your wings. I know you've been renovating a building down in Asheboro. Um, I, I was actually down there a couple of weekends ago for restaurant week. I was hanging out with um, 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 Joel McClowski, who owns Four Saints um, Brewing Company. 
And he was giving me like a little informal tour of downtown Asheboro. I was really impressed by a lot of the activity and the people walking around and just some of the the, the a- action, you know, in, in little Asheboro. Um, we had lunch at the Flying Pig, which was which is really good. Um, but he also pointed out the location that you're coming into. Um, so um, I, I guess that begs the question, you know, out of all the places to grow into, why, why Asheboro? So Asheboro for us is just, it's an incredible community. And we had David, who's the mayor, and um, Walker Moffat, who was the mayor pro tem at the time, came to eat at Black Powder House. And we just got word of that and um, talked to him a little bit. And they pretty much made it clear that they wanted us in Asheboro. And one of my partners, Smokehouse, uh, Ryan Hearing, is off County and is familiar with Asheboro is 10 minutes away from where that smokehouse is. And so it was for us, it was the next logical place to open. It's a small community going through a little bit of a revitalization. We have so many from Asheboro actually come to the smokehouse in, in Jamestown. And so when Kinsey group who owns the building that we're going to be in, came to us and said, we've got a spot. Would you guys entertain entertain opening up a smokehouse? We went down and looked at it and said, this, this is the perfect fit for us. I, I think you're going to do well down there. One, I love the people in Asheboro. And, and you know, the, the people in Asheboro are so excited about the investments being made in their backyard. And I think they are engaging and embracing with it. So I think you're going to do very well. Not to mention, you know, they are a stone throw from the mega site that's happening in Randolph County. Um, so there's about to be a bunch of jobs moving into the, the Asheboro area uh, related to the Toyota battery manufacturing plant, then all the suppliers that we know are going to locate around it. And, and then also, Keith, you're going to be 44 minutes um, from the Chatham County mega site where um, VinFast is coming. That's the Vietnamese automaker that's coming to Chatham County. They're creating 7,500 jobs. So on both sides of, of you, you've got 10,000 private new jobs on around $4 billion in private investment. So um I think you may have landed in just in, in just the right place. So early congratulations on that. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, what's when's, when's the opening date? When will you be ready? So we're really hoping for June. Uh, of course, supply chain slowed everything down, but we tried to get ahead of it some. Uh, we've ordered, I think our smoker is actually being delivered next week. Um, so construction's going. I, th- I think we're going to get to the point where it doesn't seem like anything's happening and then all of a sudden it's done. Um, so we're, we're really trying to stay ahead of it. We're looking for people, kind of our key people uh, that we're going to put in there so that we can bring them up to Jamestown, let them, let them work in that smokehouse for a little bit or about us and how we do things before we, we, we fire up Asheboro. The Triad Podcast Network is sponsored by Jennifer Johnson, owner of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and a local certified financial planner who helps people plan for big financial goals such as retirement or college. Especially now, navigating markets is challenging, particularly for those gearing up for retirement, young professionals, business owners, or retirees. Am I saving enough for retirement? As a business owner, do I need a workplace retirement plan to attract and retain key employees? Am I using the right individual investment strategies? Personally, I had some of those questions. Plus, how do I save for my kid's college education? 
So I went and got local independent advice from Jennifer and her team at Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. They're located in Winston-Salem, and you can get started like I did with a complimentary, no-obligation consultation right here in the triad. Just call 336-701-1600 or email jennifer at the number 3-magnolias.com. Jennifer at 3-magnolias.com. And be sure to catch Jennifer's podcast covering all sorts of financial tips, trends, and strategies right here on this same feed with the Triad Podcast Network. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. Three Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Well, you know, Keith, I'm, I'm so thankful that we had a chance to finally make this connection, even if it's just virtual. Um, I am going to continue to work with Patricia to, to get that date lined up so we can get over to the actual smokehouse. I really appreciate the investments that you're making into your community. Um, I, I try to remind people often that, you know, especially in some of these smaller communities like a Lexington, an Asheboro, a Jamestown, a Kernersville, some of the things that happen in your backyard would not happen if it was not for locally owned small businesses. And they support your community. They're the ones that answer the phone when you need a yearbook ad or you need a sponsorship or something along, along those lines. And so it becomes so important that we as a community support them as well. So I want my audience, if you have not already done so, make sure you go check out Black Powder Smokehouse currently in Jamestown. And then for my new friends in Asheboro, you're going to have an opportunity to check out the Smokehouse later this summer. They'll be open in, in June. And, and then I want to also just say publicly, thank you, Keith, for also um, just investing in Eat, Drink, Triad. You participated in Eat, Drink, Burger Week. You came back and did it again for Eat, Drink, Restaurant Week. And, you, you know, as much as owners and operators certainly want to win those competitions, I always like to remind everyone that, that your participation does a lot to make sure that this show continues and all the great work we do through Eat, Drink, Triad continues to happen. And so I just want to say thank you, Keith. And as I get ready to wrap up, man, do you have anything you you like to add for the audience? No, I just appreciate you really um, looking out for the small businesses. Um, we really, even when my family goes out to eat, we try to support other local restaurants and it's such a good group of people and they've gone through so much over the last year and a half, two years, um, that it really means a lot when people are coming out and they're supporting and they tell their stories when they're there. Um, so we really appreciate you you kind of fighting a good fight for us. Oh, thank you. And, and to my audience, make sure you continue to stay tuned. I want you to stay tuned to WTOB every single week because that's where I announce the restaurant of the week. So many people contact me wanting to know what restaurant they should try. I share it every single week on WTOB. Also, make sure you're watching the local vibe that's on Triad CW and WXII that comes on once a month where we do a um, Triad Eats segment. And then also Eat, Drink, Triad does broadcast on WTOB every Sunday morning at 7.30. But if you happen to miss it there, you can always subscribe and download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you like to get your favorite podcast, the Eat, Drink, Triad podcast will be available for you. And always make sure you continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, y'all stay locked. The views and opinions 
opinions of this podcast are solely those of the contributors and are not necessarily those of our distributors or hosting companies. This podcast is copyrighted and cannot be used or reproduced without the express written consent of the Triad Food and Beverage Coalition.